What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Titans Time Podcast, your Tennessee Titans podcast for the Pigskin Podcast Network. Hope everyone's having a good night. If you're living in Tennessee, you're probably wondering how we go from 70-degree weather the past couple of days to now it is absolutely freezing outside. I mean, just in the time today, I drove home with the windows down. After I got home, I just changed into some shorts, Put on my tennis shoes. My wife and I were going to take little take baby girl on a walk, and got no more than the time of me coming in, changing into shorts, and us getting out the door. We start walking up the road, and we are both like, "It is freezing out here already." <laughs> and you know, we we barely made it down the road any, and we were like, "We didn't dress her for this. I didn't dress for this. My wife had a coat, had it." you know, the drawstrings pulled where it was tied around her face. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, this this is insane. Tennessee weather, I don't know what's going on with you, but you need to need to get it together. Chill out. I mean, Groundhog, <laughs> I need you to redo. I need a redo button of Groundhog Day or, or something because this is – I had taken Nate to, pack, to soccer practice mm-hmm. at 6, and it was – Maybe you know fifty six, fifty seven. It was it was maintainable. It was like you could get through it. Right. By the end, I was in a Titans toboggan. I was in this hoodie. Nate was in a toboggan, a jacket, long sleeve pants. I even had a yep. thermals under his pants. And then the coach came over. It was like it, it dropped to like forty something. By the time we left, it was in a wind. The wind itself was just yep. unnecessarily cold, and I'm just like. Man, it last week at practice, it was a crisp 65, almost yeah. 70. And I'm like, you go and you pull this? Like, right. come on, Tennessee, come on. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's going from 70-degree weather to, you know, supposed to get like two to three inches of snow. Like, I I don't get it. And But everyone, as y'all can see, we have Stephanie back with us tonight. We're going to have a great show, breaking a lot of things down. Y'all make sure to go give her a follow on Twitter. She actually has her Twitter Twitter handle right there on uh, right next to her name. So y'all go give her a follow if you're not already. To support our show, go check out our merch. All you have to do is go to titans-time.myshopify.com slash collections slash all. That will be linked down in the description so it's easy to find. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to exit the live chat. Hit the like button first. We we really appreciate that. And hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Turn on the post notifications so you never miss when we upload a video. If you're listening to the audio version after it comes out, make sure to rate us five stars, whether it be on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on there. Like I said, rate us those five stars. We really appreciate it. Leave us some comments, questions. Coming back to the YouTube folks, blow up this live chat tonight. Let We want y'all's opinions on everything, too. If you're watching this video on a replay, leave comments there. Like I said, we love that interaction. You can also find our us on social media. Our Twitter is Titans underscore time, Instagram, Titans time podcast, and Facebook, Titans time. And Stephanie, like I said, we got a great show. We're going to start out the show by talking about your Super Bowl experience, getting to go out there. Because, you know, I I told you beforehand, 
hey, we're going to have to get you back on to talk about this. <laughs> then at, then the week that you get out there, I see you posting all this delicious looking food on Twitter. And I'm like, okay, Stephanie, you're going to have to cut it out. I'm sitting at work right now and can't have that. So, I, you know, I, 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 I'm jealous of the Super Bowl experience. And then also this good food that you're posting here it and is. Then- it was, it, it's crazy like it was there, i had a whole list prior to going to california food i wanted to try out in california like I, the super bowl was amazing like let's just right. get but the food like i am just i'm such a foodie and so like to be able to try places i know i may not get to try unless i mm-hmm. go out to california oh right ice on the cake <laughs> see you thought of something that I wouldn't have thought of because, <laughs> you know, my mind would have, I'd have been like, oh man, Super Bowl. And then I'd have got out there and been like, oh yeah, I, I got to go eat somewhere. <laughs> like I, I hadn't really thought this through. So, you know, props to you for preparing for that and thinking, okay, I'm going to be out here finally. Here's what I'm going to go make sure that I try. At so least we'll, once. At least it, once. Exactly. So we'll talk about all that. Then, of course, we had the combine that happened and, you know, crazy times by defensive backs, receivers. You got a defensive tackle that is just massive running just as fast as linebackers and some other guys. And I'm like, dude is like he should not be able to move like that. They're definitely built different. (laughs) They're definitely built differently. That they are, and then last couple days trades like crazy. We've seen some players resign. We've seen some players be let go. So we're going to be diving into all that, and it's just like I said, it's going to be a, be a fun show. Like I said, we got to start off with talking about the Super Bowl, that whole experience out in California. So tell us all about it, Stephanie. Well, we'll start out with getting up bright and early, uh, 3 a.m. for a uh, 7 a.m. flight. Never been on a plane before. It's <laughs> definitely <laughs> it was an experience. They they put me in first class, so they they completely spoiled me from ever taking a trip outside of first class ever. Like, thanks, friends. <laughs> like, you really you really did that one for me. I mean the. <laughs> they give you a, they they uh, the seats are spacious. You've got mm-hmm. leg room. You're you know you're literally. I think the the front the um that area only has like eight to ten seats. So you're mm-hmm. not there's not that many people. Right. Uh, or I think it's like ten seats in first class, and then they bring you food and the drinks. I'm telling you, I had a would have. A mimosa and it was this big like they they really make sure that you are comfortable on the flight right. uh, so that was just great and then we get to sunny california um the uh the travel there was different it really is different to be on the in the air because you could just kind of mm-hmm. build the plane goes like this and this so you could just yeah. <laughs> you know you could do it all but definitely a nice easy plane ride got there uh la is definitely fast fast paced fast traffic uh it it California runs on its own time in my opinion mm. like we get there we get to the hotel we check in and then we're immediately whisked off to all the activities that we got to do um mm. there wasn't much time for you to i think like saturday was maybe the only time that you actually <laughs> got to you know do something outside because they they had so many things like right. um 
between the uh, like the appearances and there was like a party in a in another hotel that they host uh, that they ended up giving us Letterman. I mean the. They, let's let's talk about. Let me real quickly talk about the gear. Um, Captain Morgan and the NFL hooked your girl up. Like, I've got a NFL uh, official football that has Captain Morgan fan of the year and my name on it. Um, oh. I've got um, I got an official letter from John Robinson. Um, they have me a Captain Morgan uh, fan of the year long sleeve shirt, and then I got um, also a, a quarter zip. And then they sent me home with a um, Super Bowl, uh, a program from the from the Super Bowl. Uh, and so, like I said, all the merch, and then the Letterman's jacket, all the mm. merch from that, that you ended up leaving with. Glad I didn't pack as much because I needed all the room that I could put in that space. <laughs> but um, yeah, went up there with a with a. Um, with the mindset of getting, of doing, you know, all our activities, the NFL mm-hmm. experience, um, the Super Bowl experience was so cool. Getting to see the, like the Lombardi Trophy, the um, the AFC um, uh, Championship, mm-hmm. they had that trophy. I think it's the Lamar Hunt Trophy, um, and they had a bunch of stuff. Had the players. Um, funny story. I was me and Kyle, uh, who went with me on the trip. Mm-hmm. He is. From uh, he went to Alabama with Trayvon Diggs, oh. um, and so we were going to go get food because Trayvon Diggs was supposed to be in a um, appearance just right across the the, the way. Mm-hmm. So we go in, just mind our business. We go in, go get some food, and then all of a sudden, Kyle turns around to me and he's making motions with his face. I'm just like, I'm hungry. I just want to get my pizza <laughs> and the line. Like I don't know what's going on. I'm not reading social cues. None of that whatsoever. And then I turn around and there is Trayvon Diggs behind me scarfing down a cheeseburger. Like he's just like, he, he got there late and they were just trying to get him in. And right. I didn't notice it. So we move over to the side. We end up getting a picture or whatever like that. But I didn't know that Trayvon Diggs was just, just standing right behind me. It was great. I was, I, I'm telling you, you do not know who you're going to run into in LA. Like you just... Right. You have no clue. Like we were literally two sec, two feet away from, um, uh, from the cast from Good uh, NFL Good Morning, uh, Good, oh, wow. Good Morning Football. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, and then you see uh, just everybody. Uh, Michael Irvin came over and did a speech right in front of us. So I have a video oh, wow. of Michael Irvin doing a speech. Um, and then you know Kurt Warner's right there. And mm-hmm. just, it's just insane the people that we got <laughs> that close to. Right. Um. During this whole weekend, and then top it off, SoFi Stadium, Super Bowl Sunday. When I tell you that stadium is immaculate, mm-hmm. it is immaculate. Like, I can understand why they had the Super Bowl there because it's just a beautiful stadium, beautiful. And so we walk in, and I'm taking photos, and I'm like, these photos even look fake for me, but they're <laughs> real. Like, they're real photos. And then right. I noticed we were going to be down there for a program. I'm like, my feet get to stand where they're hosting a Super Bowl, like mind blown, just epic mind blown. Like I just, I couldn't, I couldn't even fathom it. And then over the corners we were leaving, there's just Aaron Donald stretching out over there on the corner of the, of the, of the uh, end zone, just stretching, just having a good old time. And I'm like, I saw him, I saw Matt Stafford. Insane. It, <laughs> football's fantasy just reality at that point in time just just 
reality. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> like you said, just, I, I mean, easy to probably be starstruck out there because, like you said, being out there, when you turn the corner, you never know who you're going to see getting to go out mm -hmm. on the field. We got Titan Anderson in the chat here saying, hey, what's up? How's it going, T.A.? He, you know, was at the uh, – he was in SoFi Stadium when the Titans went out there and took on the Rams. And, you know, he was posting pictures. and It was electric. You know, so, so he knows how crazy that stadium is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking of stadiums, apparently it has been decided that the Titans are going to be – you know, they're going to move forward with building a new stadium beside Nissan Stadium. Hoping to have it done by 2026. So I, I'm interested to see what they actually have planned for that. Yeah. yeah, I would love to see a layout, a concept of what, mm -hmm. uh, what it's going to look like. I think that's going to, um, I feel like that's just going to catapult us because if we ever want to host a Super Bowl, we're going to mm -hmm. have to have a, because uh, like going to SoFi, like seeing their stadium, I'm like, how do you compete? You know, you have to, you have to either. Which, like I said, remodeling was just going to cost more than building a whole new mm -hmm. stadium. So at that point, your hands are kind of tied. And I'm just like, you you guys have to do something because going out and seeing where they're hosting Super Bowls now is just, right. we have to find a way to compete with that. And I'm like, I can't wait to see it. It's going to be fun. I just, I feel like we're in a new era. This is going to be exciting. It's going to be interesting. Um, and then the quick little tidbit just about LA, if you're ever mm -hmm. out there, try Randy's Donuts. Um, immaculate. Um, to take a picture, the big donut is there. It's real. Right. <laughs> and um, um, I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong, but Berea Tacos. That was another picture that I posted mm -hmm. on my social media. Um, it was absolutely amazing. Like all the food I had, I had up there, very good. Very good. Right. So shout out to LA for, for the amazing food. Eclectic. So many choices. I was just sitting there like, how am I going to fit in my food schedule with all of this? But I'm going to do it somehow. In and out. I wanted to try that because I knew I was not going to be able to try In and Out. Right. It's good. It, it it lived up to what In and Out supposed to be. Their menu is literally five or six choices, um, and mm. then they have their shake. So you you right. really can't you know wiggle outside of, of any of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That. I think the uh, donut was the picture that really got me because. Oh yes, it was a s'mores donut. Uh, yeah, was, I, I will never forget it. Uh, <laughs> I, I I saw that and I was like, I, I think I even commented on. I was like, okay, Stephanie, like, you, <laughs> now you you can't be doing that. Like I can't just go out here where I live and find a donut like that. Mm -hmm. Like now now you got me wanting to go to California just for a, a donut like. <laughs> Uh, Love it. and uh, let's see, got a couple more comments here. Uh, JK, we're really about to get a dome. Just stay at Nissan stadium. Well, JK, here's what I'm going to say, because yes, I know everyone has their opinion on this. And I know a lot mm -hmm. of people, you know, I I've been like this before football, you know, play it out in the elements, all of that. And I, I, I do see your other comment and I, I'm going to let you comment about this because like i said everyone's entitled to their opinion but you know people do care about hosting a super bowl because it's not just about 
you know, the stadium's not just about your team playing in it. It's also about what the stadium can do for the city. So if you have events that if I'm not saying it has to be, you know, a dome, it can be, a, it can have a retractable roof, oh, all I of that. So yeah, that, that way, you know, you can still have the sun come in, everything, open that thing up. Doesn't just have to be a dome, but it, it brings so many more opportunities to the city of Nashville. You can have the Super Bowl, which is a major event. I'm talking, I mean, that's going to draw in so much money to the city. You could have possible, you could compete to possibly get like the SEC championship game for football, just so many different things. It opens up that possibility for, and not to mention if, you know, apparently something is wrong with Nissan Stadium because they wanted to renovate it. And if it's going to cost just as much to renovate it as it would to build a brand new stadium, then build a brand new stadium. I mean, that then you can do all the bells and whistles that you want to do. It's brand new. You know, you're not just trying to renovate. So, I, I, I again, thank you for the comments on that. But there are several benefits to you know a new stadium there and then we have albert martin what's up tyler how's it going albert you know seeing some fresh faces in the chat tonight if if y'all haven't already subscribed y'all exit the live chat for just a minute go hit that subscribe button hit the like button i really appreciate that and my wife in the chat i'm really excited about all the opportunities that a new stadium we bring to Nashville after the tornadoes, bombings, COVID, et cetera. Nashville needs a push. We are they trending that way. They definitely do. They definitely do. And, and now, like saying someone who's been to a Super Bowl, it, what it does for the city itself. I mean, you're not only getting the Super Bowl, but you're getting the experience. You get, you're getting a chance to go and create history with other people. Even if you don't mm-hmm. go to the Super Bowl, there's the NFL, the the uh, Super Bowl experience, and that's like mm-hmm. like a 20 and outside of a fan of the year that only costs like 20 40 bucks like you could go right. out you could potentially get signings there's stars that come out there's there's all types of events they have mm-hmm. leading up very kid friendly i can't tell you how many activities they have for children so right. i mean i think that would just bolster and we have a good four or five years before Mm-hmm. The, the stadium even could come to be so plenty of time to figure out what you're going to do uh what they're because there's so many workings it's not just about the stadium they're going to have to handle psls they're going to have to handle handle seating they're gonna there's so much that's going to go on during that time and just think about maybe the cool events leading up to the grand opening of a new stadium like right I just think that the possibilities for this are going to be absolutely endless. And and Nashville, I think, deserves that. Like they've uh, we've we've built a soccer stadium. Every team, I feel like, has their own thing and mm-hmm. uh, their own new area. And I think it's time for the Titans to to have their new area. Like, I love it. <laughs> I can't. Right. It. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's just so many exciting things going on. I do now after talking about your Super Bowl experience and, you know, just a a Super Bowl is definitely something that I want to make it to Mm -hmm. one day just to have that experience. And of course, you know, for me, it's probably more of, you know, you, 
you had the fan of the year stuff and that that is amazing so deserving for you exactly. to get that with lot everything and i know the only i i don't know if it would have made it better if the titans would have been there because then you would have had probably stress of oh my che- friend, cheering them on <laughs> amanda who is the rams fan of the year shout out to amanda um mm-hmm. watching her the entire game i I prayed for her every five seconds because every throw, every catch, every yard gained or lost, I just could see the panic on her. Like, I feel like I I don't know if I could have really enjoyed the game. Like she was sitting up on top of her seat. And I mean, there was a there was a guy behind me who I guess had been a Rams fan for a very long time. And at Mm -hmm. the end, when they won, his wife had to hold him up because he was he was almost on the ground. Like it was when I say it was just emotional. It was emotional. Mm -hmm. I had for me, it was the whole experience was fun. The halftime show was kind of where I really loved it. But um, the my Super Bowl happened at the Honors Awards the night before. Mm. Right. And that was when I yelled, and apparently I yelled so loud that <laughs> Coach Rabel heard it right. <laughs> and talked back to me on national television. And I forever will say, that is on my DVR. I will never delete it. Like, just to know, like, he actually heard and he knew who right. that probably was that was yelling. And then all I heard was pings on my phone two seconds later. I know <laughs> that was Stephanie yelling on the TV. <laughs> I can't believe I heard you. And I'm like, my life is completely at that point set in stone made. Like, I I don't think I could surpass that moment in time. Uh, <laughs> it's see, for, the re- for the rest of my life. <laughs> uh, seeing all the videos of that and everything, that was... <laughs> Like that that was such an awesome moment because you know I mean no one's expecting it no I, I, and you know Vrabel he took it in stride like you said he he probably knew it was you and just the at a girl like that Vrabel doing really what Vrabel Vrabel's probably the only one that could play that off oh, <laughs> like that and, and go with it so. You know, yeah, that I, I could definitely see that being like your Super Bowl moment, and that—that's what I was gonna say. If I ever make it to a Super Bowl, it's I, I gotta go there to as stressful as it would be to watch the Titans. And oh, I know, like sure. I said, I, I know, sure. like I said, you, you were probably torn on that because you were hoping, man, I. I might possibly get to see it, our boys. It felt, like the, it felt like the pieces were falling into place. Like it was right. just a weird serendipity type of situation. And like, granted, if the Titans ever make it, I'm just going to have to take out a second mortgage or, <laughs> or, you know, possibly rent my kid out, you know, to right. other people that like, <laughs> Hey, rent a kid, you know, if you want to yeah. experience parenthood for a day, rent a kid and, you know, see what happens with that. They'll probably bring them home, but that's beside the point. But I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to have to like, sell an arm and a leg because where I was sitting, which mm-hmm. was up in the five hundreds, was seven thousand dollars. That yeah. was the cheapest ticket was seven grand or almost like seventy two, seventy three hundred. Right. That was the cheapest ticket. I, I, I know a guy at work, he he would call me into his office and get to talking to me about it. And he was like, I found you some Super Bowl tickets and he started <laughs> showing me prices. I said I, I I don't. Are you buying it for me or what? Because I can't pay that for a ticket <laughs> like that. That that is insane. And like you said, you know, he was showing me tickets where when you pull it up, like where the seat is, it's like very 
tip top of the stadium, oh, very yeah. back row. And I'm like, that $8,000 seat right there is probably one that's going to have like a pillar blocking the majority of the I'm game. Tell or you, like I half think the I field. was maybe, I think I was maybe 10 or 11 rows from that spot. Like we were, we were up there, up there. And when I tell you, I'm right. afraid of heights already. I mm-hmm. really had to get over it real quick because there was nothing I could do about it. <laughs> it was so hot. It was so hot. I mean, great, great area. I love the fact that they had they had three level, three different level NFL shops. They had NFL shops on each section. They had um, you would go down the stairs from your section, and there would be food courts right there. And then they had this massive NFL shop that took down the whole bottom area, um, and it was just. I mean, when I tell you they really went all out for that stadium, they did. Um, like when you see SoFi and you see that ring where mm-hmm. the um, – I was face – how high I was, I was face-to-face with that ring. That's how high we were. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, I, I don't do well with heights either, so <laughs> that <laughs> – uh, yeah, that I, – I, I'm right there with you. I'd be looking at that thing <laughs> like – I am – I am way too high up in the air, like – I didn't so move now. much. I took a couple pictures. <laughs> um, somebody's like, "Hey, you know," because uh, Jim Watt had done an interview with me while I was while I was there, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Hey, can you send us a picture of you um, and Kyle with the stadium behind you?" And I'm like, "You mean I need to get up and face yeah. my back to this high altitude area and right. me not freak out?" And then all of a sudden. It was just like um, I turned around and someone behind me said, I'll take your picture. And I was like, thank goodness, because I'm not standing. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird to see Jim in a um, in a suit because he was dressed hmm. up for the Super Bowl. I, I'm just like, right. I'm so used to seeing him in casual. So it was nice yeah. to see dressed up Jim. It was cool. Like it was it was it was really fun. But I'm just like eh, the heights. I just. Like when we go to the Titans games, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I don't, the high seats are a nice price, but right. just, it's so high up. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. We, uh, my, my wife got lucky with our season tickets, which, <laughs> you know, she, she surprised me with them for my birthday and, oh, you know, didn't, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did, and because this was back when she surprised, it was back in 2020. Mm-hmm. when she surprised me with them January of well maybe it was January of yeah January of 2020 and it was you know she didn't really ask I, I don't remember her asking like where I would want to sit but just kind of in talking before I had told her you know I had mentioned to her I'd love to someday get season tickets for them mm-hmm. I was like I don't think I could do the 300s though I was like, because I, I'm like, for one, I want to be down closer to the field where, you know, I can see more of what's going on. What's going I said, on? and two, I, I don't like heights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and, you know, she, lower bowl is where we're at. We're, we're up enough to where, you know, we're not just like level with the field mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of, kind of perfect spot for us starting out and, I was like, okay, you, you done, you done great. <laughs> like, yeah, that was a great, that yeah. was a great section. Like, I think after the first game I ever went to, which was a couple years ago, um, shouts out. Uh, there was a there was a guy I met, uh, his him and his girlfriend and 
his girlfriend's brother invited me to a Houston game a couple of years ago. And that was the mm-hmm. one of the first of the newer games that I've been to in a long time. And he's like, you know, hey, and I'm not going to turn down a free I'm not going to turn down a free ticket. Right. And I didn't ask the section. So we go and it's like section like 313, like triple, like triple Y or something. It was up there. Like it was up there. And I remember having to climb up there. And then once you get settled, I'm not going to lie. The upper seats, once you get settled, probably mm. the best view I've had of the game because you get to see the whole stadium. Right. And obviously because of the two, um, the two big windows you are two big uh, screens you'll get to see up close, but it's kind of right. like that all 22 view of what they do mm. afterwards. But, but yeah, right. other than that, I'm just kind of like, you know, I like to be lower to the ground type type of person when it yeah. gets to the, you know, just, just a little bit. Right. Well, I, I know I've seen pictures people have posted from being up in that 300 section. And <laughs> I just look at like how, how steep the steep steps look. And but, it, I will I, tell you they're that I'm steep. Like, they're that steep. I was so yeah, scared. I, I had to crawl on my hands and legs to get up to the seats because I was already starting to freak out and I was trying not to make too much of a scene. But the, the when I tell you the stairs get steep, they get steep. It, yeah. See, I, I knew looking at pictures and saying, I'm like, there's because, you know, where we're at, when we sit down, our, our knees are hid behind the seat in front of us and everything. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at the 300 level seats and I'm like, my, the only thing covered by the seat in front of me is my feet. Like, That's it. That's it. I'm like, no, like if, if for some reason I lose my balance and fall forward, like there's, there's no catching myself. Like I'm mm-hmm. falling on people like, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> That's real life. That's real life. Yeah. (laughs) So jumping into some combine talk is, Mm -hmm. and you know, I know the draft isn't here yet, but where do you think the Titans go in the first round after? I'm not sure. You know, seeing the combine, everything. Do you think the Titans need to go tight end? Do you think they need to go receiver? Because I know to me, like watching the combine and everything and hearing hearing all these people talk about the tight ends and watching them out there, they're, you could get a tight end in these middle rounds. Oh, yeah. From what it looks like to me. And, I mean, it looks like a very, you know, they, they talk about some of the past drafts over the last couple of years. Okay, this is a good – yeah, like this sort of year. Yeah, like, you know, this is a good quarterback year. This is a good – receiver year well this seems like it's a good like you said just skill position year mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of receivers there's a lot of tight ends you know I, I don't think they have to make a move to either move up or anything like that to try and get a good tight end but where would you like to see them go in the first round of the draft after you know watching the combine and all that to be honest, I would like them to take that first round pick and trade it and move back and pick up maybe an extra second and an extra third. I feel like for a team that really needs players, they're going to give up some stake for that first round pick, even if even mm-hmm. if it's the 26th or 27th pick, whichever one that we're in, we're in at this point in time. But trade back because I feel like our second and third rounds are where we find 
our gyms. Like it's just every right. year it's right there. And I also feel like most of the tight ends, wide receivers that we may need are still going to be on the board in the second round. Cause um, I, I feel like we flip fairly early in the second round. So I feel like just take that first round, pick up some extra second, third, or even fourth round, um, what, whatever you can get. Cause I'm pretty sure somebody, if they really want somebody will, will happily give you a nice little haul of picks for that right. um, first rounder. I don't really see us. If we do, it's not going to surprise me if it's an offensive lineman. I'm just, I'm just, that's just the MO. That's the way right. it goes, you know? So um, I'll be hard pressed to say if it's not, um, if they don't trade back, that it's going to probably be an offensive lineman. Yeah. It, so I know that since they acquired Julio last year, mm-hmm. Right now, we don't have that second-round pick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I would like to see, you know, unless there is a receiver that just really caught their eye, they're, mm-hmm. they're like, if that guy is still there at 26, we're going to take him. Like, if, if that's the case, okay, I'm fine with that. But at the same time, if that guy's not there or if you think he'll be there a couple picks later, just get some yeah trade trade back maybe pick up a late first round pick and also a second round pick and then you could maybe do the receiver tied in in the second round Mm -hmm. just what but i'm for trading back as well Mm -hmm. and getting those extra picks unless like they've just fallen in love with the guy and think okay this is going to be him he's worth the first Uh, round which is right going to be crazy to kind of see who if they do pick who it may be but like you said just just trading back and picking up a second I think would be a big W because like you said they don't they don't have one so right. I feel like get, being able to get a second round pick uh would be very beneficial because we could pick up who may have not made it because I feel like when guys who feel like they're supposed to be in the first fall to the second they play with the biggest chip on their shoulder mm-hmm. like they just have something to prove from the jump because they're like yep. I should have gone in the first round why am I in the second and they just feel some type of way and they're like I need to show right. all of this and all of this um and also it just kind of seems like you know between like I trust John pretty much 99% of the time but like mm-hmm. our second through fourth fifth round even sixth I feel like we find like the best six round picks yep. um and it just feels like later on in the draft is where John does the best damage for the team, quote unquote. Like the best right. thing is just, it's just, it's crazy who they pick up because they find guys with that team player mentality. Um, I feel like they mm-hmm. can scout out, like you said, he's had some, some whiffs, obviously, but right. what GM hasn't, you know? But when you compare, you know, it's really crazy to see that this year is going to be probably is going to be mainly focused on the offense because the defense is pretty much set. Thank goodness. You know, it's nice to see us not having to worry about the defense for for the season, you know, knock on wood, you know, hope I feel like they still may pick up some depth if they find something in, in the later rounds, but it's, it's going to be nice to pick up some offensive pieces. And other thing about the combine real quick, it was, I listened to a few interviews and Mm. growing up as a fan, you know, we were around when Taylor LeJuan got drafted, when a couple other players got drafted. And then you hear in the interview, well, I grew up watching Taylor LeJuan and I want to be like him. And I want to be like, you know, Julio. And I watched AJ and I'm like, 
is this the tide that's turned? Like, is this what this is? Like, what is going on? Like, I just right. I feel like at that moment, it hits you at how old you are, how mm-hmm. old you've grown with the Titans when you hear people are just like, I grew up watching this. I grew up watching this person. Um, right. I like this, this, and this. I was just like, wow, you really loved Taylor. Because there was one offensive lineman who said he built his college career watching Taylor Lewan. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Taylor's been in the league that long. <laughs> like, right. for real. And then he's, like, started mentioning Robert, Roger and everybody like that. And I think there was one from – there's a speedy slot receiver that I really like from Tennessee. I think he's been a fan favorite for a mm. while. Um, oh, I'm going to say – I'm going to mispronounce his name, Olav or Olav, something like that. Um, I'm trying uh, to remember his last name. Um, but he was a speedy – he's a speedy slot receiver. Like, he's definitely sh- on the shorter end. But I feel like um, that, to me, is a big need because we have such big wide receivers. We need right. somebody who can be a, a, like a can, – can balance between a punt returner and that speedy slot receiver that we need for those downs. Um, so, I liked him. And then he was just like, man, I've watched Julio and I've really watched AJ. And I'm like, man, I – I remember when they drafted <laughs> these right. guys were talking about. Like I watched the draft, so right. I'm just, okay, let's, let's do yeah. this. This tide has turned. It's so crazy. So I I do think you know if the Titans take a receiver, we need that guy that is you know uh, more of a slot guy that's quicker can stretch the field for us more. You know you you have some guys who which you know got to got to go back and watch more of their college stuff because for me i'm i'm more focused on the nfl i like watching the nfl games better don't don't watch that many college games if i do it's usually watching the vols but you have velas jones from tennessee who you know he Mm -hmm. had a four three one forty and then you have the uh which the the guy from the wide receiver from, from memphis calvin austin Austin. Uh, yeah, the I third. heard he's a fan favorite too. He he is fast. He's four three two, and then you have um, from Ohio State. You know, another name that's been mentioned is that Chris Olave or however. Yeah. Okay. So name. yeah, he is from yeah. Because I, I know I pronounced his name wrong. I just know he's been he's been talking nothing about the Titans since he's got to the combine. So that's and, and the crazy thing about his time was. When they clocked his forty unofficial, they had him at like a four two six, and then the official time come out, and it was a four three nine, and it's like, okay, that's kind of a big a big jump. jump. Like some, somehow y'all got way off, but you know, is is there anyone from the combine I guess that stood out to you the most? I know for me, which it, it's not even a guy that I would want the Titans to take. He probably won't even be there. But it's the defensive lineman from Georgia who is 6'6", 350 pounds, and running a 4'7", 8", 40. When I saw that run go down, it was insane. But I'm actually going to have to go with the – I didn't get his name because, like I said, I I didn't watch too much of the combine. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was a punter. Um, and oh, yeah. he was the fastest punter. Like he was running like wide receiver speeds. Like, and I'm just like, I get it. I understand why people wait to draft, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to be, I really, 
I really kind of want them to draft a kicker, like right. a kicker, a punter, somebody to come in because Brett Kern is not getting younger. Right. They, they have him on a one-year deal. I'm not – I would honestly – if you could draft a punter from this year, special teams is coming out hot also in this draft. Um, mm-hmm. Draft a punter, draft a kicker, somebody that can – a punter that can come in behind Brett Kern, sit behind him for a year. Like – I'm sorry. Who wouldn't want to learn behind Brett Kern? Like he's <laughs> right. one of the best punters. Um, granted, his numbers were kind of skewed this year because of injury and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I think it, it'll be one of those things where he'll have his year and then possibly retire. I feel like this is sort of that end of right. the road. And I'm like, why not just draft one of these punters coming out and let him sit behind Brett Kern for a year, um, and then maybe pick you some up somebody you know, as for, for um, a backup in case something happens to Brett. Because, I mean, right. when Brett went down and we had that shank of a punt, just that's why I think it's important. And a lot of right. people, to me, a lot of people overlook special teams. And I'm like, special teams can literally win or lose you a game. Yep. And I think it's very important because, I mean, there are some great kickers coming out of the draft this year, some great college kickers. You know, right. obviously you're not going to give, you know, like a first, second, third. But I feel like if you find somebody in the fifth or sixth round that's still there or hasn't been taken on the board, I feel like you take the shot. Like the Bengals, they drafted yep. Evan McPherson. And – Look what happened. This kid went electric in the playoffs and the end of the like he was just incredible. And yep, they're like, This is why we draft a kicker. I'm like, Exactly, kicker. I think that I I think that notion is is so crazy that people don't want to do that. Now, that punter that ran that 40 time is that the same one that like booted it 80 yards? 80 yards to to stop like right at the goal line, same one, like. You know, I, I'm watching I, – I didn't really look at his 40 time, but I watched that kick, and I'm like, you know, yeah, it hit the goal line. It would have been a touchback, but I'm like, if the he, dude is booting it that far. it. It was like, just... <laughs> Like, if, if he gets that control to where it stops at the one, you know, then you are talking about completely flipping the field from even inside your own 20, like, <laughs> you're you're flipping it very well. So, yeah. Now, I want to jump into, before we get into more of the trade talks and all that, have some comments here. Um, we have David Story. Do you think next season is Tannehill's last chance to prove he can win in big moments? Given the easy division, I think we should win the South again and make the playoffs. And, you know, obviously that'll – tie into some things that have happened in our division over the last couple of days. But um, given the way Tannehill's contract is structured and everything, I believe after this next year, there is that possible out if the Titans wanted to take it. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, they're, we know he's the guy this year. Going to put all faith in Tannehill. I I have no doubt that he can lead us to winning the South again. And you know we'll we'll see what happens when the playoffs get here. Um, it it's kind of hard to tell because as of right now we're talking about having Logan Woodside as the backup. I, I don't know what the quarterbacks in the draft will be looking like next year, but. 
would you rather have Ryan Tannehill for another year <laughs> or have Logan Woodside take over? I'm after- going to mm-hmm. wholeheartedly I'm behind Tannehill. Um, after he lost that last game, I just feel like he's at a point where he's going to be harder on himself than anybody could ever could could ever be. Like we as fans felt that loss. John Robinson felt that loss. Mm-hmm. Everyone felt that loss, but that man probably has the weight of the world on him and he's just determined to to ball out. Like um I'm not going to say that the I have this thing I'm not going to say that the South is easy. It's an easy division to right. win cuz it just takes one quarterback to make a difference. Like you saw what happened yep. after Tannehill took over for Marcus. It literally flipped this entire offense. So I just feel like it really depends who the Colts draft. Like there's there's word of of Jimmy Garoppolo. It's really weird to hear the names that are out there for them to have to take this year. So we're just going to kind of yep. like count our blessings on that because they get to go through quarterback uh, purgatory and we don't, which is nice. Right. But yes, um, I feel like this is Tannehill's big moment. I feel like this is his year. How, how John Robinson sked, uh, um, constructs contracts like that gives them three years. Usually there's a clause right. coming out after the third year of the contract to kind of keep them uh, from having to owe too much money or, you know, if they want to get out, they can get out. And because those are void years. Usually when you see right. five year contracts, those two years are void years anyways. So right. it just kind of depends because usually at that three year, they decide if they're going to extend or not, you know, or pick up that, um, that they'll extend them for one more year, then possibly pick up the fifth year option on it. Right. Um, I honestly think they'll keep him for this year, see what he does. Uh, I hope for the best. I'm here for it. Right. I'm rooting him on. I'm cheering him, you know, to a Super Bowl. Um, because if he gets a Super Bowl, that changes everybody's tune. And, like, he's, yep. he can have his, ha, you know, ha-ha, hush-your-mouth moment. And, right. and he'll deserve it. He'll absolutely deserve it. Um, I'm honestly, in my head, I think they're going to – to develop Logan Woodside because I feel like they, they keep him for one or two reasons. One, because he's been in the, in the system for like two, two years now, I believe two or three. Um, yeah, two or three. He knows the the system and something God forbid was to happen to Tannehill. Boom. Logan's right there. He knows this team in and out. It's not going to, uh, obviously he needs, you know, NFL reps, you know, to right. keep them kind of fresh, but, I feel like they're going to develop him. I, there's something that is keeping them from not letting him go, letting them go. Um, also, right. you know, in the market where there's not really a lot of good backup quarterbacks, you need somebody that can at least, you know, come in, know the system, and, you know, take over in case anything happens. But I just feel like they're going to develop Logan. Um, granted, there is um, some, from what I've seen, probably some really good quarterbacks coming out next year in the draft. Right. Um, not gonna lie, I'm a big Will Levis or Levi's fan from Kentucky. Um, he's got the if you ever watch a Kentucky game, watch a Kentucky football game. This guy is to me, he reminds me, and Kentucky plays like Tennessee, which is really weird to say, but right. he has the body, he has the arm strength, and he has the legs. He's not afraid to use his legs. He reminds me of Tannehill, um, just hmm. with a with a with a fresher arm because I mean he's in college. So big Will fan. Um I don't remember if he claimed for the draft this year or not, but he's gonna need to sit if he does. I don't think there's too many quarterbacks that are actually ready, like immediate like 
immediately to come right. into the team. Um, I feel like there's going to be a couple that sit and then maybe get their chance, you know, sometime throughout the season. But uh, I think they'll develop Logan and then possibly draft a quarterback to, for a competition. I'm not going to be surprised yeah. if, there's a, if there's a QP competition. Um, so that's kind of what I'm hoping. I'm I'm hoping that they'll just, you know, Tannehill does his thing. Uh, they put their faith in him, and I believe he's going to take it from there. He, I, I feel like if you go out on this year, you, you kind of want to go out on top. So Right. Yeah, and I, I think that's, you know, to answer – your question more, David, uh, directly. I, like we said, they have an out after this year if they mm-hmm. need it. If it gets to the big moment again and something happens, say Tannehill throws an interception, there's a turnover, something, then they may come back after all said and done, look at it and be like, okay, it's time for us to move on to mm-hmm. an- another option. But at the same time, you know, if they feel like Tannehill still gives them the best chance, then no, this won't be his last chance to prove that he can mm-hmm. win in the big moments. And my wife put this comment in here. Titans Rossi put this out there. Uh, he has a video about it. And apparently Derek Henry and Ryan Tannehill have been requesting so much film already this offseason that the Titans are having to keep someone there to keep up with the requests that Tannehill and Henry are making. So that right there, you know, you don't have Tannehill coming out. I don't know what everyone is really expecting with this. You know, they want Tannehill to come out on social media and just be like, hey, guys, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. This and, like, like you said, he's being harder on himself than anyone we know how social media can get. Why would he come out and say that if all everyone who already is ready to move on completely from him is just going to go on that post? And you know, a lot of people, just, yeah, a, a lot of people get carried away. They do with how much they so they trash someone. It got so bad, and I um. Tannehill, for me though, if you really go back and look, he's not a very big social media guy. Like he right. doesn't, he doesn't really come out a couple of times throughout the season. He did, but he wasn't a a huge, you know. I need to come and tell people this, this, and this. I'm like, why would you go? Why would you tell people? Um, when they're already, they've already written you off. Like I feel right. like nothing that they could say, uh, nothing that he could say would calm down anybody I feel like at this point he's under he understands that I think the organization understands that um and to be honest he doesn't owe anybody he doesn't owe anybody an explanation I get people want to sue that but I feel like we depend so much on social media it's gotten that bad to the point where you're like oh he needs to come out with an apology or else I, I don't forgive him I'm like at the end of the day this man is the quarterback there's it's 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 their decision. It's not going to – I feel like even if he came out with an apology, it's not going to change anybody's minds. I feel like it's just going to make you got, make people mad all over again. So, right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, there's really no point in that. Yeah, it, it, exactly. And, you know, I've said it on the show before, said it on other people's shows. As, as long as Tannehill is the quarterback of the Titans, he's going to have my support. Have 100% faith in him. 
in the regular season. And my only thing, because, you know, as fans, and I know I've done this before, I've been, and I'm not saying that everyone is like this and if that that's what they're doing, but you can, it's okay to look at the team and be like, okay, we can improve here. You know, Tannehill can improve here, do this, you know, and and he's going to work on that. That, that's what these guys do. They are professional athletes. This is looking at ways that I can get better, do things better. That's what they're doing. So I, I want him to prove me wrong in the playoffs. Prove to me, hey, if a team shuts down Derrick Henry, you can come out and light them up and lead us to that victory. Like that. That's what I want to see. I want him to prove me wrong. You know, there's a lot of people that I feel like even though they say, you know, hey, uh, yeah, let Tannehill prove me wrong. I, I feel like they still want him to actually fail <laughs> instead. So, and Stephanie, I think now is a good time to get into a segment that I know you really enjoy on the <laughs> show here. And, you know, just before we get into – what all the Titans have done, all the trades going on around the league. I, I feel like this is a perfect time. So we're going to jump into our best bets segment presented <laughs> by DraftKings. And DraftKings, March is here. So we know that means March Madness is starting to ramp up. And college basketball fans, any sports fans, like I said, it's March March Madness. Everyone oh, watches goodness. March Madness. It's, it's I mean. But you can join in the action on the court during the biggest tournament of the year with DraftKings Sportsbook. Turn your team's victory into your own big win. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do win. It's that simple. If they win, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still join the College Hoops action with DraftKings Pools. Everyone can play free pools all March long for a shot at a shared over $250,000 in prizes. Simply join a pool and answer questions like who will make it to the next round and who will hit the most three-pointers, then track your results. All you have to do, new customers, download your, the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any college hoops team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. They win, you win with promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. See see the description for more details. And if you know of someone that has a gambling problem, if you have a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537 or 1-800-NEXT-STEP. 1-800-522-4700-888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org slash chat. 1-800-BETS-OFF. 1-800-770-STOP. 877-8467-369. Visit opgr.org. Call or text TN Redline. 1-800-889-9789. Or 1-88- 532-3500. Again, must be 21 years or order, physically present in 
several states. Like I said, that'll be down in the description. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. And I want to jump back to the Super Bowl because I believe (laughs) you got a bet right for that. You you gave us some advice, said, hey, here's what I'll be betting on. And Mm -hmm. it hit. It's kind of like, you know, Matt Stafford has a trend. Um, He was great. You know, congratulations on the Super Bowl win, but you're not going to get out of a game without Matt Stafford throwing an interception. (laughs) And I'm like, I knew, like, it was crazy. Like I said, I don't usually take juice that's like 150 or higher. Like, I think it was like right at 150, 155. Some books had it at, I think DraftKings had it at 145. It was right on that break, you know, so shout out to DraftKings for the line. Um, But yeah, when I saw that and you you tweeted me, it's like, you caught us it. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just one of them things when you notice a trend about, you know, certain quarterbacks. You're like, they, they can't get out of games without at least chucking it once to, right. uh, to another teammate, to a, a teammate from a different team. So, right, exactly. And now looking forward, like I said, we got March Madness going on. We got the NBA still going on. You got any bets out there that you think, and, for everyone, this is not betting advice. Just bets, bets, <laughs> no, bets that look good to us. Let me preface this by saying everybody has their nights. Like I will use tonight, for example, um, Scotty Barnes from the Raptors got me tonight. His line was like 15 and a half points. He ended at 15. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, definitely, you know, most important, tip I could ever, ever give anybody that's betting bankroll management. You know, even if you're on like a streak, just keep that bankroll the same until you feel comfortable moving it up. And if you move it up, move it up maybe $5 or a couple bucks. Even if you start betting out at like a dollar or two, don't ever be ashamed of your betting amount because everybody starts somewhere. And you budget, uh, budget, uh, Bet within your budget. Don't ever exceed. Um, or if you have a limit for so many weeks or you lose, um, like, for example, tonight I lost um, a couple bets. So what mm-hmm. I will do in that instance is I will go in and look at my bankroll and I will pull money out because if right. you don't have money in it, you're not going to bet it. So just take some of that money out, you know, take a if you need to. And this ties into the gambling addiction, ties into the numbers that you need to call, the resources that are there. My inbox is always open if you have questions or if you feel like it's stressful or if it feels like it's it's getting to a point where you can't control yourself. Please reach out to somebody. Um, Take a break. I know it's hard, but take a break. One, two, three days. Get your mind right, and then you can go right back into your accounts. Take, delete them off your phone if you need to. But it's very right. important to, if you feel yourself getting stressed, take a break. That's your body's way of saying, "Hey, I kind of need to. I need you to step back from this for a minute or two because right. it's getting overwhelming." Um, basketball, though, um, I've really gotten big into the NBA since starting betting. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Scotty Barnes usually hits his rebounds and his points, but tonight was just, he was just off by either one or two, so it's not like it was even a bad a bad loss. It was just, it was a, it was a bad beat because it was lost by the hook. Um, yep. But when it comes to the NBA, um, for me personally, I like I said, I don't bet 
it's hard for me to bet on bigger names like, you know, like Devin Booker or John Morant or things like that, right. because I feel like everybody bets on them and it's just a recipe for disaster. So right. like guys like Scotty Barnes from the Raptors, he's really good in his points and his boards um, or boards and assist. Um for the Grizzlies, we can go with uh, Desmond Bain has been on a heater lately. Like, I don't know what happened. He woke up and just decided I'm going to just, you know, also look for storylines. NBA is huge with storylines. Like, for example, the other uh, last night with uh, the 76ers battling the Nets, I had told my group chat where I, uh, I have a betting betting group chat with a couple of friends I've met through gambling Twitter. And I said, everybody's talking about, um, you know, Harden and um, Irvin and everybody, but people are totally forgetting that Seth Curry was a part of that trade and he got shipped out for Mm -hmm. a bag of peanuts and he, I bet on him last night and he blew up. He, that was a revenge game for Seth Curry. He took it over and never looked back. And then I posted, I said, everybody was talking about these big names, but you have to sometimes look deeper into the storylines because there's always that one guy that's like, I want to put my foot on him. And that's what Seth Curry did last night. Yeah, exactly. And I know for me, I I am partial to the the parlays. I I like the parlays because, you know, I start parlaying that stuff together and, you know, my, my little bet, I'm like, you see oh, them odds getting here. bigger. Yeah. I, I'm like, my little bet here can win a lot. And my thing is when I do these parlays, I'm looking and I'm like, you know, because like you said, you have the bigger names like Ja and Jason Tatum, like these guys can easily go out and drop 30 every night. But when I'm putting my parlays together, I'm not putting them to get 30 points. I'm like, Okay, John ja Morant, 20-plus points. Oh, yeah. Jason Tatum, 20. And so, you know, I'm going down through here, making my parlays, and what usually gets me is something that they should hit easily. <laughs> I, I put that in my parlay, and it never fails. Last night, I had a parlay going. I I was doing – I parlayed three-plus uh, three-pointers three made. Mm-hmm. And – was going down through there, got to looking, had a couple different games parlayed in, got to the Warriors. I was like, Steph and Clay, like, no doubt about it. Put put them in there, and Clay goes two for nine from three. I, I needed, and Clay was the last one that I needed. Oh, I, I no. needed one more. <laughs> Every every other one hit. I need, and this is after you know James Harden had a poor game. Oh, absolutely horrible. I, he cost people I, so much money. Vegas yeah. had that game, and and when I say yeah. don't, when people hear me talk about Vegas, it's literally just one of those things where I'm kind of like that weird like theory type person mm-hmm. that thinks like the big team, big things out to get you type stuff. Vegas right. had that game written all over because like 
everybody was on Harden, and then you had mm-hmm. Irving with so many, and people were parlaying like big points and stuff like yep. that, and major parlays. And then there was such a blowout that they ended up sitting Kyrie for like the last yeah. part, so you couldn't get points. Joel B kept getting foul trouble. I was like, who's going to be left on the court by the exactly. Fourth? period because there's everybody's going to be in foul trouble there's there's Mm -hmm. everybody's getting fouls and i'm like this game really did have vegas because unless you bet on like seth curry james harden's threes and then like maybe one other person from um the oh i had tyrese maxi we're not going to talk about that guy Uh, oh (laughs) man he just just he just dud like that game to me had just vegas just all on it I actually had another same game parlay going for that. Going back to Clay right quick, coming down to the end of the game, you know, I'm I, I'm not watching I'm not watching it on TV. I'm keeping up with it on the ESPN app. I love that. You know, I love that. Yeah, you know, sometimes it'll update and it'll be it'll say like Warriors and then it'll just say made twenty seven. And so I I'm looking at it as it's getting down to the last couple minutes because. Here's what's really bad. For Clay Thompson, he had two with like over a quarter and a half left. Mm-hmm. So Curry had already hit his threes. I'm looking at I'm a, a quarter and a half left. Clay is hitting another. You're three. getting like, confident. I'm your, your I'm cashing this. Is I'm building. Good. It's building. It's building yeah. At the point. Clay he keeps missing, keeps mil- missing, keeping up with it on the ESPN app. It, it pops that up, you know, Warriors made. I'm like, that's him. Nope, Jordan Poole. Like, Jordan Poole okay, got a lot better. A couple on seconds money. later. Uh, Jordan Poole got me some money yesterday. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I don't like Jordan Poole right now because I, <laughs> I should have put him in my parlay. I didn't. In, in the last two minutes, he made the two biggest threes for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, really, Clay? Like, you, you could just. One one more. You just had and a little then, bit of heartbreak. Just, just as, a little like, bit of heartbreak right there. Yeah. Uh, like you said, going with the 76ers, uh, uh, Maxley, is that his name? Uh, uh, Tyrese Maxey, yeah. Or what? Yeah. Maxey, I, I had another same game parlay going, threes made. All of them hit except for him. I needed, I think, two from him. Two. He, he was over and one like, and a half. Yep. I'm like, and they juiced that line too, which was the worst part. That 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 one and a half was juiced a little bit because they're like, we think people are still right. gonna take it, but it didn't happen. Like that man went, I think he had two points at the end of the game. He just, it was not happening for Tyrese. Yeah. like it was not. And um, <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Bet that t- I'm not telling you those ten yeah. cents, they add up. Like I'm, I'm telling you, like I, um, I started restarted my DraftKings account, um, maybe like a couple weeks ago, and I started out, and then I have friends start out with like 10, 15, 20 mm-hmm. cent bets. But you can make so many, and you know, not feel that loss that if you bet like five, ten, twenty dollars, and that bet doesn't hit. I do. I start out with, mind you, I do three dollars and like something to either turn it into five or six dollars, depending on what the bet is so i just that's how i bankroll and then when they came out the the mlb was back when i tell you i was the happiest happiest because i've made 
quite a bit last year <laughs> off of MLB. MLB is probably my favorite sport to bet because there's so many things. You think you like your right. parlays now. Wait till you get to the homer parlays. It's it's so much fun. It is so much fun. Parlays are probably going to yeah. stress you I, out. I, I, I may have to problems. I may have to stay away from them, but <laughs> I, I did team totals. Yeah, team that, totals in my I, team. I, I may have to stay away from them. Like I said, the ba- the basketball gets me enough. <laughs> but there's so many baseball games. That's what that's the crazy part. There's so yeah, many it, things you can bet on. I, right. I, I'll tell you what got me the most a couple weeks ago. I was betting on um, the. I was betting on some college basketball, and I'm talking. I was taking odds where, you know, w- what I was betting on. It was like for each team minus five hundred or more. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this team is absolutely supposed to dominate, and I I went with my parlays. I had it to a point where I was doing. 25 leg parlays and the bet that I was putting down was going to win me a couple grand. And I tell you, I ended up getting, I ended up getting one night, 21 out of 25. Right. And then the next night, 22 out of 25. Right. And the the ones that I missed on, I'm like, that was the one that was like favored the most. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those the the, the those hurt. <laughs> those leave a little bit of a sting for you. That was trying to find see. Yeah, those are those are the ones that get you. Like the 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 odds on favorite than especially if it's like the last leg and you and you're like you're so confident it's gonna hit and then boom, mm-hmm. it just it just crashes and burns. And it's usually like in March Madness, that's that's kind of a reason why I stay away from March Madness. I'm not super huge on, on basketball, on college basketball, yeah. but I feel like March Madness is just a recipe for craziness. Like I've seen some some crazy wins. Like that Chattanooga win the other day, insane. Like that last yep shot from the logo and then I see people who lose on those parlays because they have that one underdog or that minus like yeah. 750 winner that epically loses to 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 a team that they yep. should have no business losing um like no telling how many uh people had um Gonzaga in their parlays when St. Mary's beat them the first time like oh yeah you know March Madness is nuts it it, it is I you know, I, I I did have a little bit of luck tonight on NBA. I I did I done a little parlay with the Grizzlies and Knicks, and it worked out. Like I said, when I'm looking at this, I'm doing like R.J. Barrett twenty plus, yes. Julius Randle fifteen plus, Morant twenty five plus points, and you know then when I'm looking at the threes, I'm like, okay, one made three, one made three, one made three. <laughs> like you know, parlaying that. <laughs> I together. did that. Did that tonight, and that's what got me. I had, I had, um, I actually pulled down. I did Scotty Barnes 14 points, Scotty Barnes seven rebounds, mm-hmm. which usually gets eight or nine, so I wasn't really worried about that. And right. then I did uh, McCall Bridges from the Suns, one three pointer, and then, um, I think his name is Lonnie or Lenny, uh, Shamnet, uh, for one 
three-pointer and mm-hmm. I hit on the points. Scotty Barnes had six rebounds and uh, oh, no. Shamit didn't hit one three, uh, three-pointer. So yeah, that was, that was just uh, a little bit of a stinger, like a little, little bit of a stinger. Oh, that, <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> it's rough uh, to get you out here in, in this, but it's okay. It happens. It, it does. And, and, you know, it's, it, it's fun because it, especially with football season gone, I, I have something that I'm like, okay, I, I'm not really going against anyone here, but it, mm-hmm. it, it gets that competitive drive going a little bit. And, you know, like Stephanie said, if it starts overtaking you too much, there's there's numbers down in the description that you can reach out to. You know, like she said, you reach out to her, reach out to me. Just if you need someone to talk to, if you need to delete the apps for a little while, do that. There, it doesn't hurt. It, it will be better for you in the long run. And Stephanie, now... I want to hop back over to talking about everything going on in the NFL. Saw some big trades happen. Yeah. And, you know, see the Seahawks. I mean, the, the Seahawks are going in rebuild mode, it looks like, as they released Bobby Wagner, which I did not see coming. I didn't either. I, and that was probably the last trade. One. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Like, because, and then going back to the combine, you know, they're talking about how there's no talks of trading Russell Wilson. And then next thing you know, Russell Wilson is traded to the Broncos for Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and a fifth-round pick. So, you know, I... I'm not really sure who won that trade <laughs> exactly. I mean, you can make the argument that Denver gets their guy, that they've got a good defense. Who knows? Von Miller may be coming back to them now after he's got his championship with the Rams. And that offense, they have some weapons. Like I said, you got Russell Wilson there now leading the charge. Going to be interesting to see. The AFC West, you have – Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert. I, I guess you can throw Derek Carr in there. Uh, but but that was one of the big trades. And then you have the Colts who, you know, Colts fans were so excited last year trading for Carson Wentz. You, you get your guy. You give up a second-round pick that – could become a first-round pick if he plays more than a certain percentage of snaps. Well, he played more of those snaps, so now you don't have a first-round pick. And now Wentz is gone to the Washington Commanders for a third-round pick this year, a second-round pick this year, and a third-round pick next year that could potentially become a second-round pick if Wentz plays 70% of the snaps. And, you know, either way, you didn't – I don't know that you really got your value back for him, Colts fans. So – and I, I thought he was your answer, but now, as Stephanie mentioned earlier, you're going to be in that quarterback turmoil that we experienced for years. 
Darius Leonard made it known like he's feeling it. Like he hates that this is his fifth year with a different quarterback that he's going to have to play Mm -hmm. and get to know and things like that. And and I'm going to tell you the real winner of that whole Carson Wentz saga is the Eagles. Like, let's just be honest. The Eagles have won that entire thing. Like, they're still winning now because they got that first one pick. They pretty much kind of screwed over the Colts in a sense, but the, the Colts did it to themselves because of the fact I, I I don't feel like they thought Carson was going to play 70% of the snaps. See, I feel like they're thinking like, oh, maybe right. we could get away with Carson not making it all the way through and then get to keep our pick and they get a second rounder. But nope, Carson, yep. the test of time, paid the 70%, boom, automatically took their only, I think their only first round pick of the draft. So the Eagles Definitely the winner of that trade because they're still reaping the benefits from all this. And I I posted after that trade that I wanted to be in the room with the commanders and Chris Ballard when he unloaded that con- – like, I think he only wins – because he was able to unload yeah. the entire contract. Like you got Washington to pay 35 million plus a 5 million sign on bonus that Carson Wentz was due next, uh, this coming up week. Like, what did you say to them to get them to do that? Like, obviously, I feel like Chris Ballard should be in the hot seat. Yeah. But as a Titans fan, I'm like, don't change, just keep him there. Like, I like Chris in the Colts because he could just keep them in turn. Right. For as long as they allow him. Um, but he got so much praise after his contract. And I'm like, I feel like any other GM would have been sent up a creek if they would have wasted. They pretty much just rented Carson right. Wentz for a year and still lost a first round pick. Like, you didn't you didn't get anything out of that. Granted, you're not gonna have to do with Carson Wentz, which is sad because I was really starting uh, to like uh, him and didn't even make the playoffs. No, didn't didn't do it like they wasted a whole yeah. year. Couldn't be my GM. <laughs> Couldn't be my GM. Nope. <laughs> and then um, word on the street oh, I, from the, from the Broncos it, fans is that um, they're happy about the trade. I thought, though, that losing Noah Fant mm-hmm. could be very much bigger than what I think they're anticipating. Um, he's a great tight end. He fit in their system perfectly. Right. Um, the Seahawks needed a tight end because let's let's face it, after Greg Olson, they they just it went to the left with tight ends for them. They didn't really have anybody last year that they could consider a tight end one out on the field. Um, so they they got a they got a good pick for Noah. Right. Like, and they get to they get to have him for a couple of years because Noah's just he's fresh so I, I believe in that aspect and also mm-hmm. you know I feel like they think they can sign it or draft a tight end and just develop them but I'm like tight ends take at right. least two seasons to develop um and so Noah is now going into like possibly his biggest and most developed that he's going to be going into his next season and the Seahawks are going to get to reap the benefits from that and those are positions I feel like some people overlook like tight ends are hard to to, to, to develop into the piece that you want him to be. Um, and Noah was getting there. Right. And so, you know, going to have to see how that affects them later on because I don't think they have a backup tight end. Um, and if they do, I don't think it's somebody that they consider tight end one. Right. Yeah. That 
that was the biggest part of the trade to me that I was like, I was like, you know, you have these receivers that, you know, can go out and make plays. You're missing that quarterback. You have a tight end who, like you said, with Noah Fant, he's probably really going to start coming into his own this next year. So I was surprised when I saw his name included in that trade for Russell Wilson. So, like you said, they may really be uh, feeling that one come this uh, upcoming season. And now switching things over to the Titans. Titans fans got their wish, and Harold Landry is back. The Titans signed him to a five-year, $87.5 million extension. Uh, $52.5 million is guaranteed with the cap hit for this year being a little over $5 million. Um. <clears throat> Stephanie will be back here in just a minute. She was she was lagging a little bit, uh, lagging on my end too. This this weather here. There, there we you go. are. Hello. Uh, uh, yeah, that I I noticed. I didn't know if the lagging was on my end or your end. It this weather and my really bad Wi-Fi, unfortunately. <laughs> so, but you know, I, just mentioning about Harold Landry. He's back. Five years, $87.5 million. $52.5 million is guaranteed. The cap hit is only a little over $5 million for this next year. I am. When I tell you I'm so excited, um, one, that not only that he was signed, like he didn't get a ch- – there was no, like – I didn't even freak out when they said that they weren't tagging him because – I said this, you know, the other day. I feel like they mm-hmm. were doing that out of respect because they figured that they was going to get a deal. So why tag him? I feel like if you could, if you put the tag on him, it's right. just, you know, you're just delaying the, the inevitable. So they felt like they could get a a, um, right. a contract done, and they did. And to pay him, he deserves it. Like this man had the mm-hmm. best statistical uh, um, game. Uh, season of his career like and he never stopped working he could have easily given up after the year before but he didn't he stuck to it and we have a pass rush like let's just say that again like we have a pass rush like people do you know they have to take him and our rest of our front four into account when they all play together it's just it's they feed off one another and I'm so happy that we get to keep everybody intact Mm -hmm. they get to play for another season I'm I'm so so excited that they paid the Harold. He deserved every penny. Yeah, exactly. And I, I'm glad to see this defense continue on this core, this mm-hmm. front four. Like you said, they just feed so well off of each other. And I'm like you, whenever it come out that they weren't gonna tag him, I saw a lot of people freaking out. But I'm also looking at it like why if you think that you're going to get a deal done, why throw that tag on him for $18.5 million? Like, just see if you can get it worked out. Like, there, they, there's still they, several they days before the open market. They had a yeah. whole week to come up with the, the deal before he would even hit the free agency. So, I mean, they had, they right. had time. Um, and 
I'm glad that they didn't have to throw that tag. I feel like that word just, you know, it appeases people. It kind of calms them down like, oh, he can't go anywhere. Mm. But he, he can also choose not to play. He can say, hey, yeah, exactly. you guys tag me. I don't have to play. You know, I can make that decision if I want to. So why why shake those, those that boat when both sides? Right. And then you basically now have Landry – for um his prom like you have him for the entire mm-hmm. of his of his prom time with with a clause to come out after he's like 28 you know or 29 right. I, i'm like that is more than well well enough deserved contract because he, you're literally yes. getting him in the best part of his career it, it, exactly and you know they also the titans also re-signed long snapper morgan cox wide receiver Nick Westbrook-Akina and quarterback Logan Woodside and Tierra Tart. And, mm-hmm. you know, Tart is another guy who I, I felt like he needed to be back as well. Yeah. Uh, Morgan Cox, we need him back. You mentioned special teams. you got to have a good long snapper. You do. If those, if those snaps are off, it messes with the kicker. It messes with the punter. Like, you got to have consistency there. You saw and, what happened when our snapper got – covid last year or mm-hmm. uh and he was out for the or the year before technically and he was out for a couple of games and it just messed with the whole special teams because you have to move one guy inside who has yep. to practice those snaps and may have not at that time but the fact that you didn't even hear morgan's name the entire season like i cannot think right. of one moment where you heard his name or them wow. them mentioning a bad snap that's exactly what you're looking for. That's the pivotal piece that you're looking for on the anchor of your special team mm-hmm. is, is your long snapper, you know? Right. So especially for, um, for, for kicks and all of that, like you, you need somebody that you could trust. So definitely excited to see him. and very, very excited that they were able to restructure Brett Kern's, um, uh, yes. contract um i love brett kern he's the longest tenured titan that we have left i feel mm-hmm. like he just holds that little bit of nostalgia for fans yeah. <laughs> that last little bit of, of what titans used to be was and brett kern's that piece um right. so like i said i kind of i'm not going to be upset if they were maybe you know hey draft a kicker and then let him right. develop or a punter and let him develop behind brett kern uh because i feel like um they I th- they need a, a reliable source. Mm-hmm. Granted, some of Brett Kearns and like I said, he was coming off of an injury, all that good, all that stuff. Right. And so I think this year with a healthy year for Brett Kern, he's going to get right back to form. So I just, you know, Brett Kern won us some games. Like people, mm-hmm. like I said, people tend to kind of overlook that, but do not ever overlook the value of a punter. Like he flips, he's basically an extra defensive player. He flips yep. that field for us. Um, and pins people back where the defense can just have fun um, and back there keeping them from going down the field. So mm-hmm. definitely excited to see that Brett Kern was uh, restructured and they got to keep him for another year. Yeah, it, me too. And, you know, there's some more guys who over the next couple of days we're probably going to see mm-hmm. their contracts get restructured a little bit. I mean, you think of Taylor LeJuan, we could pro- possibly see his get restructured. Byard said that he would be open for it. Um, you know, and there's probably a couple more guys. And then of course we do have the guys that have been released mm-hmm. and you know, probably the top name there 
actually I know it's the top name right now, is Roger Saffold. Then you also have Kendall Lamb and Darrington Evans. Touching on Evans right quick, this was a move that I pretty much figured would be made after Mm -hmm. he got hurt early on. I mean, the best ability is availability, and he he hasn't been available, unfortunately. I, I was excited for him when I the Titans good. drafted him. I, I love the uh, kick and punt return potential, having the you know a quicker guy back there with Henry to switch it up, and unfortunately, he just couldn't stay healthy. Kendall Lamb, you know, that – I also kind of felt like that one would be coming just because there were a couple times when he got plugged in this year that he would have done better just to stay on the sidelines because it was like he wasn't out there anyway. (laughs) And then Roger Saffold, you know, I hate to see him go, but also understand the business side of it. Mm -hmm. Whenever you're going down multiple times a game hurt, you have a big cap number. You're you're getting older. It it was it yeah. the writing was kind of on the wall for either him or Lewan to yeah. be gone, and so, I, I mean, was I felt like Sappho would be the one that was gone. To see Sappho go, I was just kind of like, okay, so they're really going to try to work rework Lewan's schedule uh, contract out because it, it was going to be either one. It was going to be one or the other. It was going to be Sappho or Lewan. So I'm kind of I'm okay mm-hmm. with them letting go of Sappho because also our offensive line is getting older and they are going to have to start developing guys to be able to plug in. And there's a lot of offensive linemen coming out of the draft too that that are, I think, ready for the NFL. So, you know, to um, be able to kind of get our offensive line um, a little bit younger because they are. They're all older, um, and mm-hmm. they're the guys up front are getting – I think Nate Davis is the youngest um, yes. offensive lineman that we have. So definitely going to have to start getting younger. These – I'm just going to like – these next two years are going to be very interesting for that offensive line because it's it was an expensive offensive line, but it was worth it. Mm. Um, but with defensive linemen, as we see, defensive tackles getting faster, you're going to need younger and faster offensive linemen that can yep. keep up with those <laughs> fast defensive linemen. And it's just like this next – two years is going to be very, very different. There's going to be a lot of turnover. There's going to be some changes. Uh, that line is going to get reworked. I'm not going to be surprised if we don't draft a center. I think a center might be on the books because I – and I love Ben Jones with all my heart. Like, I, you know, mm-hmm. sign that guy to a lifetime contract because, like you said, the best ability is availability. And Ben uh, Jones is that – is that in a nutshell? He's available. Yep. He's he's been so concrete for this offensive line as long as he's been here, but he's mm-hmm. getting older, and you're gonna have to draft a center eventually. Yep. Um, so uh, this next two years are gonna be very interesting for the offense. I think they're. I think one of the biggest things that I, I think they need to do is is either figure out what they need to do. Besides Taylor Lewan is Ben Jones. They're going to have to get him a contract. Um, granted, I think most yeah. of these guys are going to take team-friendly contracts because they want a Super Bowl. So I think that's where right. it kind of benefits us. 
but yeah, like like I said, it hurt me to say out loud to draft a center because I absolutely love Ben Jones, but I have to understand that he's getting older, this offensive line's right. getting older, and we have to start getting younger and developing younger guys for the line. Right, and you know, with with the interior of the line, it kind of made more sense to have Saffold be the guy that gets mm-hmm. cut because you know it's we have guys on the team right now that can jump can into that, spot, that yeah. yeah that can fill that spot they already know the system everything else so and you don't want to you really don't want to go crazy and just try to revamp your whole offensive line yeah, at, at one, one time because it's not gonna they try to do that with yeah. the chiefs and look how that turned out yeah so you, you don't want to do that so i i feel like I, I'm really hoping they bring Ben Jones back again. But, mm-hmm. you know, you have Aaron Brewer who – he's played center a little bit, but maybe maybe you look at drafting a center too. There's no doubt I feel like they are going to draft an offensive lineman at some point in this draft. Yeah. Me personally, I hope it's not in one of the early rounds, mm-hmm. but you, you never know. John Robinson and Vrabel are going to do what they think is – Best, for, Best for this team. Do you do you think any more cuts are going to be coming over the next couple of days? I know people have talked about Jack Rabbit possibly. You know they think he should be gone. You know you you're kind of left up in the air of okay. Do you think Farley's going to come back completely healthy, ready to go week one? Can you get maybe another vet or someone draft another cornerback? Because like I said, there were some fast cornerbacks. And the, coming up, so what? Well, what? What do you think? Do you think there's going to be any more cuts to come? I'm gonna. I'm not going to be surprised if it's Jack Rabbit, just because I feel like he's going to be a cap casualty. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a little like fifty fifty with Jack Rabbit because he made some bonehead mistakes. Right. But at the same time, you can't teach veteran presence like he brings a veteran presence that if you take him out of the equation the only person that has that presence outside of him is Kevin Byard like in in the secondary like you have no veteran presence back there besides um besides Kevin granted I'm excited to see Elijah Molden develop um Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see Farley develop like we have some studs that are going to come back and hopefully they have a healthy year I mean um, Molden is playing like a madman like let's let's just get that out the way like Molden is probably my favorite pick from last year underrated too just an underrated draft pick Mm -hmm. last year um but as far as Jackrabbit goes I won't be surprised if they let him go, but I kind of hope they can just be I mean, like, hey, you want you want a vet-friendly deal? Let's keep you from one year. Just until Farley and everybody else gets in the mix. Um, right. I feel like they can – I hope they can kind of rework Zach Cunningham's contract. If not, mm-hmm. they're going to let him go. But I feel like them claiming him in waivers, I don't think they're going to let him go that quickly. Um, right. Because that – Zach came in and made an immediate impact to that defense. Like, for as big of a guy he is to be as fast, I would yep. want to put that up. I will rework his contract. And I feel like he yep. loves Rabel enough to rework his contract too. So, right. Yeah. And, you know, you have Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown, who this was the last year of their contracts. I feel like Rashawn. You know, Jayon. I feel yeah, Rashawn's R- gone. R- R- Rashawn's gone. 
I I know Jayon come back last year on a team friendly deal. I don't think he'll be back. Mm-hmm. I think that the Titans have saw what they have in Cunningham, Long, and even Rice. Unfortunately, Rice got hurt last year, but with Man. those three guys, Rice's I, I feel like leg just snapped in that game. I just yeah. I felt so bad because Rice Monty was just like. You can definitely see his potential, his his mm-hmm. confidence growing in the game. Um, but like you said, between the ones that are coming back, it's just going to be very interesting to see that that core right. healthy. So I, I definitely don't see Jayon. Jayon just – I'm kind of glad he took that team-friendly deal. They knew what they right. were doing. That's when I said I trust J-Rob. He knows what he's doing. He kind of sees that writing on the wall before it's time. And mm. – he gave Jayon that chance, and but with the guys coming in off being healthy, um, fresher, that core, I don't. They're probably going to move on from Jayon. I don't see them resigning. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. So, really, that's everything that we got for tonight. You know, from talking about fun Super Bowl experiences, trades, betting, of course, which is always <laughs> fun. I, I'm telling. I have so much fun talking with you about that for our segment because, you know, it's different other than just getting on here talking about the Titans and what's going on around the league. It it just brings a different atmosphere talking about that. It so does. It's so much it, fun. It, it, it is. And, Stephanie, I want to thank you again for coming on tonight and just, you know, talking about everything with us. It's It's been a blast. Well, thank you for having me back. And anytime you want to talk, like even like just for betting segments, I'm I'm here. Yep. I'm here. MLB starts up, and I just I'm going to tell you my timeline. I apologize to anybody, and that's what I told <laughs> people when the off season hit. I'm about food and gambling until football comes <laughs> back. Those are my two things. And and MLB, I tweet so much <laughs> because there's so <laughs> much going on, and I do so much live betting. Um, mm-hmm that it's just it's but it's such so such a blast because it just like you said brings a whole atmosphere i get right. to talk about something else other than football i love football don't get me wrong but it's nice right. to talk about <laughs> the sports sometimes so it, it is it is everyone thank y'all for being in the live chat y'all were active tonight if anyone was new like i've said before make sure you subscribe so you never miss when we do new videos Go check us out on the audio version of the podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us there. Leave us a five-star rating. This has been Titans Time, and as always, tighten up.